We have passions and we have imagination. We have the ability to visualize and we have the ability to take action. We are built to create a life we love, right? And so when we can really get that and understand that any concepts of limitation that we have, we've learned every single one of them from someone else, from the outside, and it's not necessarily true what we've been telling ourselves all this time, then we have choices. Then we have choices to, to start to rewire. And a lot of this is literal rewiring. There's biology in all of this too. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an exciting guest lined up for you today. This gentleman is a thought leader's thought leader. He is one of the stars of the movie, The Secret. He is the author of several best-selling books, including Wealth Beyond Reason and Follow Your Passion, Find Your Power. I'm speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Bob Doyle. Welcome to the show, Bob. I wish you could have given me a buildup of some kind. That would have been appreciated. <laughs> Thanks, Nikki. It's, it's truly an honor to be a, uh, among your long list of luminaries that you've featured on this show. So thank you for asking me to be here. Oh, it's my pleasure, my friend. It's my pleasure. So, Bob, the people who are listening to this show are aspiring and actual thought leaders. They listen to this show because they want to learn from you, what you've done to create your positioning as a thought leader and what you've done that's created some incredible results out there in the marketplace for yourself and for your clients. They want to know your backstory. So tell us your story, Bob. Yeah, because that the, the, the uh, backstory obviously does tell the whole story in terms of the difference. Well, we'll get there. So, so because most people do know me as a, a law of attraction teacher, certainly because of the secret and so on. I mean, I, I, I generally like to let people know how I came across that because I was not on any trajectory that I knew of to help people in any way. I was all about Bob. I just wanted to get into radio. I knew from the time I was a kid, I just wanted to broadcast. I want to hide behind a microphone, use my voice. And, and that's how I wanted to do things. And then I, I started and I did seven years of radio and it, and I was very disillusioned. It ended up not being the creative outlet that I, I really wanted. And that's what I really learned that I wanted. That was what was most important to me. My core value in terms of just being Bob is I've got creative self-expression, right? And so this is the core that I really think drives everybody, even though, you know, when sometimes when we think about business, we're not thinking of, of, of a creative endeavor, but it is everything we do. Our entire life is, is an expression of creativity. So what are we going to do with that? And I know that for me, you know, I, I liked, I wanted to express through humor and sound production and all those things. That's what I always wanted to do. But then when I was kind of disillusioned, like, well, I couldn't do it because I, I, it was in, I was in a major market and I hadn't been in there long enough and I was just a small, small fish. So I jumped around from, to, from various careers trying to find something that would allow me to express myself creatively. From radio, I got into computers, multimedia, the sound cards were just coming around at that point. And so I was like a multimedia director at a place where I got to do 
do a lot of creative stuff, but it never got out there. Like the guy was a great visionary, but the implementation didn't happen. And, and then I, so I felt stopped up, even though I was able to do creative things. I, it just, I didn't, it didn't land on the other side. And I realized, well, no, that, that needs to be a part of it too. So every one of my, my experiences helped me fine tune what I really did want in my life. And I was very frustrated with all of my entrepreneurial endeavors. Nothing was working, even though on paper they should have. And meanwhile, I was trying to pursue those things while working a job I hated. You know, is the age-old story of kind of stuck in a career that was paying me money, and I had a family and all that. So quitting without a safety net seemed way too scary. But I, after four years of of struggle and of just suffering, couldn't get myself fired. I, I literally asked to be fired and they said no. So that, okay. So, so I finally did quit. I had no safety net and I just decided I was going to figure it out on the way down. That's what everybody was telling me, you know, jump, you'll grow your wings. I'm like, I'm really scared. So I did jump and it was scary. And I had a, a good many rock bottoms during that. It was over the course of a, several months, but all during that time, I'm studying things like visualization, this whole concept of creating your reality and, and meditation and all of these things, because I started to look for answers to why wasn't this working for me in places that I wouldn't normally look, you know, going down the sort of metaphysical road, which was against not, not, I, I wasn't, I wasn't anti that I wanted to believe it just like everybody wants to believe you can just, you know, create your own reality. So I wanted to believe that, but you know, I was the son of a school teacher and I had very skeptical analytical brain. And so as much as I wanted to believe that we had this kind of control, I, I needed more than just a bunch of soft books telling me that, right? Even though I could get it intellectually. Anyway, long story short, I started practicing following my intuition a little bit more and getting out of my own head, trying to figure it all out. And it led me through this bizarre, you know, path of things that I would never have followed up on. Never I would have taken action on these things, but I was like looking for something different at this point. I'd said, all right, this is my vision. I want to love what I do. I want to make money. I want to work at home. I, you know, I want to have fun and, and, and really just basking in that feeling, basic law of attraction stuff. Right. And so through that process, I ended up meeting somebody who was actually marketing this book and I just was out of curiosity. I went to his site, looked at the promises, if you will, of the book, and, and they seemed to be answering all my questions. And I'll, I'll say the name of the book was A Happy Pocket Full of Money, and it basically talked about— David Candy. That's correct. I've read That's that right. book. Great well, book. He changed, yeah, he, it changed my whole life. That was the one that had me understand the power, the real energetic power of my thoughts, of my limiting beliefs. Like I could say I wanted success. I could say I wanted to be, you know, I could do all the external things. And a lot of people in this law of attraction conversation do all the external things. But if you don't acknowledge what's really going on inside you, and, 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 and when you understand truly that everything is energy, which sounds woo-woo, but if you dig a little deeper, you realize, nope, it's just science. It's been woo-woo-fied by an industry to make it interesting or whatever. But if you can get past all that, there's real science to all of this. And, and, and it all translates eventually into action that you will or will not take. If you have limiting beliefs that you can't achieve or it's not good or for whatever it is, you can look at it from the law of attraction point of view and energy and resistance and you can't move into alignment. Okay, that's one way to look at it, and I've been teaching it that way for a really long time, but, but some people can't hear it that way. But it translates into what action will you take? You and I both know that it, it requires action to manifest, you know, to, to build anything. So you've got the vision, and if you're using the law of attraction properly or whatever, 
you'll get your, your, your intuition will kind of move you through the steps to take, you know, and that again, it can sound woo woo, but it's really not that woo woo. But as long as you start taking these action steps, then you get there. I kind of got off track there, but that's, that's how I got introduced to the law of attraction. And when I started to shift my thoughts to, again, this is one basic law of attraction 101 to what I did want instead of all of my problems, that's when things started shifting. And when I really got it, that's when I first created the Wealth Beyond Reason program to sort of turn around and share what I was, was, was learning. I didn't position myself at that moment as an expert, but a facilitator, right? Because I was learning too, but I knew how to do that. I knew how to share it, how to package it. I had gained these skills with all of these other little careers that weren't really the one, you know? And so I put that first Wealth Beyond Reason program together and that was, that was the beginning. Incredible, Bob. Incredible. What a story. And you went from working in a job to following your passion, following your dream. And I know at the time you had a pretty good income, but you took that income up, you know, multiple fold and you were doing something you loved and, and helping people that really wanted to be helped in a way you were using the law of attraction to create the life of your dreams. Correct. I mean, we're look, here's the thing. I mean, we're using it all the time, whether we're doing it consciously or not. This is the, this is the biggest distinction I have to, to wedge into people that the law of attraction is not a personal development tool. It is not here so that we can, you know, create our lives. It's not, it's not its sole purpose. The way that I talk about it is much more on a, on a, on a larger scale. It's just, it just, explains how energy works. You know, we are clusters of energy. That's when you break it all down. We as human beings are a cluster of energy. And what we do is we interpret and make meaning out of all the rest of it, right? That's our gift. And we have passions and we have imagination. We have the ability to visualize and we have the ability to take action. We are built to create a life we love, right? And so when we can really get that and understand that any concepts of limitation that we have, we've learned every single one of them from someone else, from the outside, and it's not necessarily true what we've been telling ourselves all this time, then we have choices. Then we have choices to, to start to rewire. And a lot of this is literal rewiring. There's biology in all of this too. You know, we, we run the same program. We're told to say we get the same data all the time. We run a very specific program and it becomes our truth. It becomes the lens, the unique lens through which we and we alone see the world. Everybody's truth is somewhat different. Everybody's experience, we agree on certain macro things like, yeah, they're the president, that's blue, this is a cloud. But when it comes down to like the really important stuff that determines how we respond, how our energy is, how we feel about things, the meaning we make out of every aspect of our lives, that's all 100% unique. And that is the reason why someone can watch The Secret or read a book or whatever and have great results with it and the next person cannot because we all have our own stories. We all have our own resistance is the term we use. It's that energy that is manifest itself as these limiting beliefs and use the voices in our head that tell us that we can't take that action or, you know, we don't deserve it or whatever. You know, all, all of that is, is always there. And I got a little derailed with, with where I was going with that, but I think, I think, I think it's clear. We all are different. And so there's no one size fits all answer to a law of attraction question. And that's because it's an industry. It's become an industry. People want that, right? They want to take the program, read the book. What's the one, two, three? 
And it's just, it, it isn't like that. It's just not, it will work for some and not for others. And that's why when I've learned as my career has evolved and how my role in this and how I want to help people has evolved, you know, I started with, with a Wealth Beyond Reason program. Great program. It grew tremendously large uh, over the course of a, a couple of years because I just interviewed people and did, you know, lots of seminars and just tons and tons of stuff, lots and lots of content, really educating people on what the law of attraction you know, really is. But I've learned, like most people know, that a lot of personal development stuff sits on shelves or sits on hard drives and just doesn't get implemented. Or they start it with good intention and in their heart in the right place. But as soon as they hit that same ego-driven wall about you can't, which is always going to sound 100% accurate, it's going to sound reasonable, it's going to sound logical. You don't feel it, it feels like the right thing to do to stop yourself because the ego, which is just an extension of you and its job is to keep you comfortable. It doesn't want you to move on to the next level because it's that's it's your identity. It doesn't know what to do with that. If I'm not this, then who am I? So it gives you every piece of ammunition it has to keep you out of action. And that's where all the voices come and you can't do that. Remember the last time you failed and all that other stuff. When we can learn, really get that that's just wiring it's, it's not true. It's just how we have responded. And we can learn to observe our ego rather than to get, a, get caught up in the emotion that is generated when we hear those voices. Then we have truly ultimate power to make different choices, to put our thoughts and our vision and our emotions in a different place to begin the rewiring process, which will take some time. But when you know where you're going and why, which is the step that most people really totally skip, if you know who you're going to be and why, and not just, I want a million dollars, I want a house, I want to, you know, I just want all the stuff without considering, well, who are you in this? Why do you want that? How is that going to truly make you happy, right? People don't think about that. They're in problem solving mode. And again, when you understand the law of attraction and what's really going on, if you're in problem solving mode from day one of the law, you know, you come to the law of attraction to use it to solve your problems. Well, guess where all of your energy, all of your emotion and everything is on this problem you're trying to solve. You are constantly sending the signal, I have a problem that needs to be fixed rather than focusing on the feelings and everything associated with the solution. You know, okay, we get it. You don't like this. Use that one time as a springboard to create a vision that does inspire you. And if it's not who you are right now, that's okay. You get to change that and, and you should inspire yourself with that vision. I just will say this and I'm going to let you talk. When we, when I started this program, one of the things that I did that I, that I always talk about because it's absolutely essential and you brought it up at the very beginning of this. You said the people who are listening to this are aspiring thought leaders, right? They want to be a thought leader. Or so, actual thought leaders. Or, or thought leader, or art, right, right. So, and, and my point uh, about the aspiring thing is it's a slippery slope when you go into something with the very strong vibration, if you will, the energy, the persistent thought, however you're more comfortable saying it, that one day I will be this. You mark my words, one day I'll be this. Because if we get caught into that, then we we define ourselves as someone who is working on getting somewhere rather than being somewhere. And it it absolutely changes the way we communicate with people, the conviction with which we talk about what our value is. 
you know, and just how we show up. Because if we're aspiring to be something, that's how we show up. And if you want to play in the big leagues with the big players, they don't necessarily want somebody who's aspiring. They want to talk to someone who is there, right? Who embodies it in their speech and their actions and their overall energy. It's consistent. So when this locked in for me, I think one of the greatest gifts of aha moments, and you get a lot of them when you start this stuff, was that I can't go into this. If I'm going to do this as a career, if I'm going to teach this stuff, I can't go in there with this. One day I hope to be as popular or as big or as successful as anybody. Who am I in this? And so I got really super clear that who I am in this conversation is someone who can effectively communicate these principles to as many willing, open minds as possible, right? That's who I am starting today. And so whenever anybody would contact me about an interview or if I approach somebody about some sort of a joint venture or can you donate anything, a book to my program, whatever, I spoke from that place, not from, you know, like, oh, you probably never heard of me. I'm kind of new to this. I'm just starting this out. I'm hoping you can help me, right? And that, that some people will help. I mean, I've certainly helped plenty of people who've come to me like that, but it's not the same thing. You do not occur the same way and things will not move as fast for you. So when people ask me, how did you end up in the secret? The more law of attraction, the answer is my vision for myself and my business and everything was 100% consistent with Rhonda Burns, who created The Secret. She also wanted to reach as many minds as, you know, as lives as possible. We shared that same vision. You know, I definitely put the caveat of willing open minds because I'm not into the arguing of it. You know, people early on would want to debate, well, what about this? What about this? And it's not that I, I, I've never dodged a question. I'll answer the toughest questions, but if a person is holding the position that this is all nonsense or whatever, and that's what they stand for. I, I don't have time to do to deal with that because they're invested in their position. They're clinging to their identity. They'll come up with whatever they want to to support their position, and no one wins. So you know, and and when I made that decision, it's kind of like you know when you create a business, getting clear on the kind of clients you want. You don't just take everybody, and especially if you're dealing with somebody on a personal level like I have ended up doing, you want people who you love to work with. So you need to be clear on who that is and what does that feel like when you have those so that you also know that when the people who aren't that show up, you know how to point them elsewhere. You know, I'm not your, I'm not the one for you. There are other people who might want to have this level of conversation, but not me. You know, Bob, you gave us a lot of gold in what you just said. Let me touch on a couple of the points that you made. Sure. So, first off, I think it's very powerful, as well as true, that the Law of Attraction isn't a step-by-step -step personal development program. The Law of Attraction is an ironclad universal law, like the Law of Gravity. You need to figure out a way to conform your life with that law if you want certain results. So, for example, when it comes to the law of gravity, if you like being alive, don't step off a hundred-story building into space, <laughs> right? I right. mean, no Good amount tip. of wishing it wasn't so is going to have the law of gravity not work on you in that moment in a way that's very detrimental to your life. That's to right. To mortality, right? right? So that's number one. So if, if you're listening to this episode today, and you want to find out how you can use the law of attraction in order for you to manifest being a million-dollar-a-year thought leader, a seven-figure thought leader, well, it's not a step-by-step -step program. If I do this, then this will happen. 
It's okay. You want to be that million-dollar-a-year thought leader? Then be that million-dollar-a-year thought leader in your vibration today. Be grateful for it. Act as if it's already true. Start taking intelligent, inspired action based on that literally being true. Because if you do it any other way, if you think, oh, one day, someday, there ain't no day in the calendar called someday. There's only Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Someday ain't on the calendar. That's correct. And it, and again, it shows up. And, it, and it, if you if, it, if that's your thought process, then you'll be too timid when it comes to action. You'll be like, oh, well, I'll just take it when I feel a little more confident about it, right? Because that's that someday thing. Well, I'm sure I'll feel confident about it someday after I take this course or this course or this course or go to that thing or what, then I'll have the confidence to take the action I need to do. But that's not now that you're not being that successful person. The successful person will have already done it. Right. And that's, you know, one of the things that I, one of the kind of exercises, if I, if you will, that I give to people who are kind of starting down this road is to, there's a several ways to do it. But one fun way is you're interviewing yourself in the future, right? And your future self is describing to this magazine or television person or whatever, you know, uh, now you're already that person and now you're describing your journey. Okay. And you talk about all the things you had to go through. You're making it up. You're totally making it up, but the point is in that imaginative exercise, and, and there's huge power in our imagination, that's where visualization and everything comes from it. So don't discount it as like, well, I'm just daydreaming and making it up, this stuff isn't true. What you will tap into when you step into just playing with the idea that you're already there, you will be amazed at the wisdom that comes out of your mouth. You will not believe it, You'll whether you're typing it or recording it out loud. You'll feel silly at first, your ego will scream, I get it. This is just for you. You don't ever have to share it and you can just make stuff up. But what happens is that you will you will move into that vibration of being the success that you that you that you say you're going to be. You'll feel it in a way that you can't feel it if you're just imagining that someday in the future you might have this. And it will change, it may change a lot. Like when you start talking from that place, all these plans and ideas that you were attached to, like this is the way I have to do it or whatever, they may just melt away because you never know what might just pop into your head from your intu from your intuition, you know, and as you just play with this idea of I am this already. It's it's crazy powerful. Everybody I know who does it and really does it comes back with like, oh my God, you know? So, Bob, I have... Um four journals that I work with. And I'm, I'm going to, I'm pulling a couple of them out right now. So one of them is my daily gratitude book. So I write a minimum of seven things a day that I'm grateful for. But I write about things that I'm keen on creating in my life. They're, when I started writing about them and thinking about them, they weren't necessarily physically present in my life at that time. But me writing about them has had them become physically present. So let yep. me read these seven for you real quick. Sure. So seven things I'm grateful for. My strong, steady heartbeat. My powerful immune system. My burgeoning $2 million 2018 income. My pain-free head, neck, teeth, and toes. My lean 30-inch waist and eight-pack abs, lifting weights pain-free, 30 guests at the June immersion at a certain price point. 
These are the things that I write down every day. When I started writing them down, some of them were physically present in my life, but a lot of them weren't. Now almost all of them are. Mm -hmm. You know, and all I do is every morning I write these down and every night I just read them to myself. You're literally bringing them into the present. Because when you think again, like we said at the beginning, we are, we're meaning making machines. We're just taking this data and we're making it mean something. We could take the same data and make it mean something completely different as evidenced by the fact that two people can look at the exact same thing and tell you completely different stories about it. So you're always experiencing in the moment. There's no, you're not experiencing anything in the future. You're not experiencing anything in the past. You may bring up the past, but you're experiencing it right now. So when you do that exercise and you get into that feeling of gratitude, you're bringing it into the reality, as real as anything else is, as real as anything else is. Now we people could say, well, no, it's more real because there's a physical thing here, but it, it doesn't, that's just the, the experience becomes real when you say it is, when you feel it, that's when it becomes real. That's why our dreams sometimes we, it feels real. Like what's the difference? What is truth? It's what we say. And again, if you don't understand that, then it just seems like woo-woo wishing and all of that. And then you go into it with this sort of half-ass kind of, well, we'll see if this works, right? You don't want any of that in there. So that's why you, it, 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 from that point of view, there is value in spending time on laying the groundwork of, look, this is what the law of attraction is. Here's what it isn't in terms of the, here's what you need to know. And the rest, freaking throw it out. And let's get busy with figuring out who you want to be, right? Because it, it, ultimately, all the other stuff out there is secondary. All the stuff you're going to attract, the business you're, even the lives you're going to impact are secondary to who are you going to be because without that, none of that happens, Right. So, and if you're waiting for all of that to happen to become that person, well, you'll be waiting for a really long time. Wow. So, you were vibrating at a similar frequency to Rhonda Byrne. Rhonda Byrne sought you out. And Matt Church, who's one of my mentors, he's the creator of Thought Leaders Global, he said that an expert is someone who knows something, a thought leader is someone who's known for knowing something. So by virtue of the fact that Rhonda Byrne, who, like Matt's Australian, by the way, sought you out, you're the thought leader. She sought you out. She put you on her program. This program reached tens of millions of people. And your impact, your influence, and your income skyrocketed. Mm -hmm. And you were able to really live your deepest purpose. That was just by you conforming with the law of attraction, not using it as a personal development program. Right. I focused everything, like monetarily, everything changed. Things started changing for me monetarily before The Secret when I stopped looking at my freaking bank account. When I started thinking about, I literally had these thoughts, what more can I do for the people? I know that sounds grandiose or whatever, like, like, I'm not that great of a person. It just occurred to me to think like, what else can I do to make sure that they're probably it was ego. I really want them to like this program. How much more, how, how can I throw more value in? But when I started to do that and do some, some coaching things, that's when it just took off. And I didn't even notice it was happening until one day I kind of looked and I was like, Oh, look at this. I can get out of the debt that we accumulated when I was working in this job, you know, for years and years and years. And now this stuff is really coming. And this was all pre-secret, you know? So, you know, you can imagine what happened after the secret, but, you know, like you said, you know, I was able to get there by just simply living my passion and I was doing things I liked. And obviously I had a focus on contributing value. 
And then after The Secret, you know, it, it was a whole different dynamic, really, because now the mainstream was exposed to these principles because originally it was just it was shared with people who were basically on the email list of everybody who was in the movie. So, of course, it was almost unanimously loved. Right. But then you start sharing it with the you, know, oh, you got to come over and see this. Right. Or you need this. Uh, that's the worst. Right. <laughs> no one wants to be told they need something, you know, but but then you would get the different reactions. You know, people were expecting everybody to love it like they did. But their experience of life was different. They had some really rough times. They didn't want to be told that they had somehow attracted this, you know, and so the whole dynamic of the conversation changed dramatically after The Secret came out in terms of what I was up to, you know, then it became more about dispelling sort of the myths that came up from some of these oversimplified explanations of the law of attraction. And of course, you know, everybody and their grandmother was jumping on the law of attraction bandwagon, creating, here's a $30 program. It'll teach you everything you need to know, which we've already established is not going to happen. And so those things were selling like crazy. It was all the rage. And I remember I, early on, I made a video on YouTube. It was like, you know, it was the law of attraction of fad and just kind of predicting what was going to happen. And it did, you know, but, but you know, the, the, the point is, is that we, the, the marketplace was flooded with mediocre, non, you know, it's not complete. And so of course people tried it and they said, oh, well, it doesn't work. Law of attraction is a scam. And they put the whole blanket thing over it. So my, again, like I said, my, my job has been about to sort of debrief everybody on that and go, look, here's what, here's the truth about it. And you, there, it can still work for you, but here's what, here's what really needs to be done. Right. And it's not that it's harder. It's just that it's different and it's way more empowering. And it makes, makes way more sense than trusting in some sort of little magic it's like a spell you got to do like one, two, three, or the vision board will create the magic. When you understand that, no, no, we're, we're really just getting clear on who we want to be. We're getting excited about that. We're, we're inspiring ourselves with our vision so that, that the feeling of having that is much better than the feeling of settling for what we have now. Eventually your ego will get on board. You'll start to take a little bit of action towards your vision. You'll make mistakes. You'll make adjustments. You'll learn, you know, you'll have your ups and downs because everything is an energetic wave. We're going to have ups. We're going to have downs. It's what do you do with your downs? You know, and a lot of us have been taught to, to, you know, collapse and quit or, you know, really focus on, oh no, I'm having a downtime. I shouldn't have to have a downtime. I'm using the law of attraction. All of that stuff is a choice that they make that keeps them there in that lower state rather than going, you know, well, now, now I'm at the low time. You don't have to get emotionally involved with every single thing that happens, but most people do. Bob, you know what? You're one of those rare guests that I don't really have to say much. I just have to ask you a question and let you talk. <laughs> what you have to say thing. is so engaging. It's so brilliant that I'm just sitting back and I'm taking notes for myself. You know, that's awesome. So uh, I'm so glad well, that it's not like too much talking because I have definitely been guilty of that. You know what, Bob? When you've got a lot of good things to say, it's okay. Okay, great. You know, you don't suffer from verbal diarrhea. It's, it's all good. It's all <laughs> good. good. So, so, Bob, we like to end off every episode by asking you, our guest expert, for your top three expert action steps for our listener to take on in his or her life to take his or her business and life to the next level. What say you? Oh, what say I? Well, I, I would invite people to take a break 
from create uh, from from focusing on the all the external stuff, even their business. This it's in there, but you know, in terms of a first step, like who are you, or who who do you want to be? Because remember, you can change into that if you want to. If you got a vision of it and you know why it feel good, because that informs everything. You know, if you if you want to, uh, ideally, if we create a business, if we start a business, it should be. I think this is everybody has a different line of thought on this. Depends on what your motivations are. But for me, it should be an extension of who you are, right? Because you're going to be spending hours and years of it, of your life. It should be who you are so that you enjoy it. And it's not like the eight hours where you have to go do this just to earn the money. And then you got the other time to, to, to be who you are in, you know, in my world, I, I can accept nothing less than loving what I'm doing, right? So, but I got to know who, what that looks like and, and, and who I am in that. So, if there was, if I could only say one thing to people, it would say, please take some time to just quiet down and get clear on who you are. And I think that the second step that I would say in terms of that quieting down is if you're not, if you don't have some sort of practice of meditation, whether it's three minutes, 30 minutes, an hour on a regular basis, you're doing yourself a disservice. And it's not, and, and I want to explain that in a logical way because it can, again, sound new agey and woo woo, but let's think about this. Our brains are going nonstop all the time. If we're entrepreneurs or creatives, we're thinking, 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 right? And maybe we're problem solving or whatever. It's just nonstop. If we, when we work our bodies like that, what happens? They break down, right? You have to have recovery time. You can't just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. Your thoughts will get fragmented. You'll be exhausted. You won't be thinking efficiently or creatively. So you have to give your brain a break. And meditation is the single best way to do it even more than sleep, because in sleeping, you're dreaming, all kinds of processing is going on. Meditation allows you to just take a freaking break, you know? And like I said, even if it's just three minutes, that's three minutes more than most people will calm down their thoughts. So if you want to have the brain space, the bandwidth, the 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 emotional and psychological energy to cre even create a vision in the first place, you've got to quiet down the noise because the noise will inform how big you get to dream, how much you, you know, what will you put in there? If you don't have the, if you don't eliminate the noise, all that stuff's going to say, well, you, okay, I think a little smaller than that because of all this other stuff, right? So getting clear on who you are, meditating, and, and then, and then taking, I, this is, it's just taking that action that you following, learning, learning to hear and act upon your intuition, right? Because it is the juice you, when you visualize, you're basically saying to the universe, this is what is okay. That's basically what you're saying. We're, we're saying that all the time. So when we visualize that's a con, that is a, uh, an intentional communication. This is what is the universe moving into alignment with that will provide whatever is next to get you there to, to be consistent with that. So that might be an idea to write, a, write the book or write the article or call the friend or go to the store or whatever. Our job is not to second guess it and try and find the logic in it, but to act on it. And so I would invite people to start practicing, you know, as you're being clear on your vision, right? And as you're meditating and all of those things, be aware of what you're getting back in terms of information. And it's not just stuff in your head. I believe that the, because it's all energy, it, that, that, that sometimes that intuition is actually delivered in a physical form, like a guy showing up with a, like, I can't believe you said that today because I was just thinking about this or that, that stray phone call. Just be aware. And if you want to think about it as looking for the magic, that's great. If you just also want to say, 
you've got your focus in a different direction. You're going to be looking for different things and a commitment to take action on them. So meditating to calm your brain, getting your vision going, and then and then acting on what comes to you in, that's in alignment uh, with you moving towards that vision. I love them. Those are fabulous expert action steps. Listener, Bob Doyle has given us gold. So if you've enjoyed this interview and you want more of the magic of Bob Doyle, you need to go to his website, BoundlessLiving.com. He's written several books. Um, The one that I think is his most powerful book is called Follow Your Passion, Find Your Power. Buy a copy for yourself. Heck, buy 10 copies for your friends and family and your best clients and coworkers and give them out to people. And if you're interested in figuring out how you can live with the flow of the law of attraction, Bob is now working with a select group of clients on a one-on-one basis to help them utilize the law of attraction to take their results to the next level. I know that your schedule's, you, you know, pretty full and you don't have room for a ton of people, Bob, but you were gracious enough to talk to me about this earlier. So if someone's interested in doing that, is the way for them to do that to go to your boundlessliving.com website and and fill in the contact us form? That would be, yeah, that would be a way. I'm also super easy to find if you're a Facebook active. You know, I, I love communicating with people that way. You can find me on Facebook. You can send me a private message or direct message. You can send me an email at bobdoyleatboundlessliving.com. However you'd like to reach out is fine. Um, but Perfect. You, yeah, yeah. Perfect. So we'll put those in the show notes. And I'll tell you something. I'm going to take advantage of some of Bob's work myself. I think you should too if you're if you're intrigued in the law with the law of attraction if you know who Bob is you've received some of his gold I highly recommend that you definitely buy his book and you reach out to him and look into doing some coaching work with him working with Bob Doyle Bob Doyle is the real deal he can help you take what you're doing right now to the next level what he's got to share with you about how to utilize the law of attraction is from one of the world's iconic thought leaders with deep, grounded expertise in this space. So I highly encourage you to take advantage of that. He doesn't have a lot of space in his calendar for that. So reach out to him and see what you can figure out. So, and if you've been wondering to yourself, do I have intellectual property that's worth something? Or maybe you have intellectual property and you're wondering how you can tighten it up a little bit so your message is crisper and sharper and tighten up your your, uh, ideal target market. If that's something you're interested in doing, if you want to take your impact and your income to a whole new level, all you need to do is jump on a trial call with us. There's no cost to this trial call. That's why it's a trial call. And you can be on the phone with myself or a member of my team. We can help you figure out what your IP is, how you can take your IP and and tighten it up so that you can make it more commercial. Take advantage of this. There's not a lot of spaces for this. And the way to do it is go to ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. That's ecircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. And jump on a call with myself or a member of my team. Hurry, there's not a lot of slots left open for this. And if this is important to you, make sure you take advantage of it. Bob, thank you so much for honoring us by being on our show. I'm tickled pink to have one of the thought leaders I admire the most in the world be on my show. It's really fabulous to have you on, sir. It was totally my pleasure. Thank you so much for asking. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you so much. 
And that wraps up another episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. To find out more about today's incredible guest, the one, the only, the legendary Bob Doyle, go to the show notes at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. And to jump on a call with myself or a member of my team, go to eastcircleacademy.com forward slash appointment. Do not delay. Don't let your fear choke out your dream. Your dream is worth more than your fear. It's far more important than that. Do not let the chattering monkeys in your head get in the way. Until next time, goodbye.